a podcast that discusses real-life topics in a candid way. This is Shelley. This is Tempsey. And today we are going to be talking about or taking a deeper dive into things that we have been doing to be more creative, ways that life has presented us with opportunities to practice creativity, and some of the things that we have learned or heard from others to help ourselves become more creative. So in episode one, we were talking about some passions or interests from our past when we were younger that we kind of veered away from. And that there are some opportunities to get back in touch with those now. Mm -hmm. Um, But one thing, you know, we started this podcast and I talked to a friend about it, a close friend, and I asked for her her advice. And when I told her the topics that we were discussing, she said, well, you know, I I know there are a lot of things in our past that we kind of veer away from, but she truly believes that it was for a reason. Like there's a reason why we made that decision or we listened to that person to veer away from these passions because now we're probably in a much better point in our lives to make good decisions around where we incorporate those things into our lives, but still live really healthy and financially maybe free or a little more free lives, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I think that's a good point too. And I do think that, you know, now as we're coming back to creating a podcast and being a little bit more creative, I can definitely take away some things that I've done before that were creative, incorporate things that I've learned along the way (laughs) and bring it back to now and, you know, hopefully make this like a better experience or a better outcome. You know, the product, the end product will be a lot better because of the things that I know now that I didn't necessarily know before. Exactly. Experience of life, experience of work, experience of relationships definitely gives you an opportunity to approach those things in a lot more thoughtful and strategic way or in a way where, you know, you can get the best outcome. Yep, Definitely. So let's talk about some things that we are doing right now for this podcast that are sort of, you know, challenging us to be more creative. So some of the things that I can think of is audio editing. (laughs) So we this is the first time I've ever edited audio and we are you know recording on our computers and editing on our own so it's kind of like a collaborated learning you know experience but also kind of individual as well because we're using different programs to do this so not only that but you know finding music to put into introductions what is the experience or feel energy level that we want to get from the introduction because ultimately that's going to help you guys out there listen to us a little bit more right (laughs) or or not you can let us know (laughs) yeah definitely the programs that we're using using um shelly uses garage band and i use audacity because we have two different types of computers and they're free programs and they're free programs yes <laughs> so if you're interested in using them for um you your know projects. channeling yeah your project channeling an opera that you might be doing or something I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but those are the programs that we're using and we've been having a lot of fun with it but it is a lot of work i mean i will be right. honest yeah so it's not necessarily like i wouldn't say it's easy maybe for some people out there this is super easy but it is a lot of work definitely a lot of learning but it kind of gets your mind going in that kind of way that I feel like other things didn't really make me think right you know it's like a brain exercise I guess Definitely. Um, but some other things that we have you know had new experiences with is designing a logo so designing a logo for our podcast neither of us are graphic designers nope. if you ask me to make something in photoshop I don't know it's probably just going to be type text that says the outward effect and nothing <laughs> fancy no colors or anything like that so we found online a graphic designer that we could work with and they helped us bring our thoughts to life and what we wanted to display with our logo 
Um, so that was an interesting experience, kind of thinking about like the colors, yep. how bold we wanted it to be, what kind of icons can we include that basically tell this story from looking at a picture for like two seconds mm-hmm. on what this podcast is going to be about. And I think it's funny too, because we had to go through the experience of collaborating together on what mm-hmm. we thought was you know, what Shelly thought was going to be attractive to the eye and what I thought was going to be attractive because we all have different tastes, right? right? Mm -hmm. So that was a good experience as well. Yeah. And I think through those kinds of conversations, like we're saying, you know, we have these candid conversations and that's really what this podcast is all about. We're kind of like tuning in and learning about what we think, you know, a self-reflection practice, if you will. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, being, thinking about the bigger picture on how that is going to reach the larger audience or contribute to the success of a podcast. And then you were able to uh, collaborate with the designer, right? Yes. So that was an interesting experience. What, um, what site did, did so we you end up Fiverr. using? So we used Fiverr. So Fiverr has a variety of different designers, whether you're looking for logos or, I don't know, a whole bunch of other stuff. I think they also do like music clips and whatnot, and maybe even web design. You can pay like a variety of fees starting at $5. I think that's where the name comes from. And de- depending oh. on which packages you're buying, like, you know, enhanced fancy packages it may cost a little bit more so not everything's five dollars but <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like you get what you pay for <laughs> yeah so we ch- we decided earlier on like okay how much are we both willing to pay and we kind of right. split the difference mm-hmm. and that's how we decided which designer that was part of the decision of right. which designer yes. we chose yes. but then you look at their artwork and you kind of decide mm-hmm. okay this is kind of what we're going for right. so we're gonna we have the option of these three who do we want to go with and we kind of just went from there right and i think if we were doing something different like maybe if we had a retail store selling like women women's fashion or something you know there are other designers out there that have that more like feminine feel right so you know just kind of browse around if that's something that you guys are looking into getting started with i think also one of the things that we worked on was a website yes so we chose squarespace because i think it came with templates already that were pretty easy to use and Mm -hmm. learn i mean there definitely again was a learning curve with that too because neither of us has used squarespace before But one thing that was really nice is they already had these templates that had things that we thought would be really functional and useful for us with this podcast, like a podcast player, like a music player on the home page. And then, you know, going through and deciding what we wanted on the different pages. What pages do we even need? Like there was a meetup page. Maybe we don't need that right now because nobody knows who we are yet. But in the future, at some point, we Speak can reactivate for yourself, that. Shelly, not just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a fun experience, I think. You know, um, how do we want it to function? All those kinds of things. I mean, although, you know, I may be making it sound really tedious right now. Those are... <laughs> Ways that you have to think creatively no, it's been on fun. how to, you know, get an audience and do what you want them to do with using the site. What was the other um, site development site that we were thinking? Was it Wix? I think it was Wix. Okay. So those are the two that we were going back and mm-hmm. forth with. So, you know, if there's something that you're trying to start or, you know, you're going into a new endeavor and that's something you're looking for, those are the two main sites, I think. That I think, yeah. And I've also used WordPress before, but I think WordPress is mostly used for bloggers. So people who actually want text that other people want to read gotcha. versus our podcast is something we want you to listen to. Right. So we didn't need so much, you know blogging functionality although you know our website does have some of that and again if you would like to visit our website <laughs> it is the outright effect.com shameless plug <laughs> <laughs> anywho uh in episode one we also talked about how both shelly and i use a program uh to 
launch new products, not products, but launch new initiatives, workshops, or um, events that are happening. And uh, mostly at work, but what we decided to do was use this site to create Instagram posts and Instagram stories. And that website is Canva. It's like Canvas, right? It's like Canvas without the S at the end, yeah. Canva.com, and it's very easy to use. Right. And it was a lifesaver for us because yes. we could just plug and play. We didn't have to do too much and it looked really professional, really clear. You can download it. You can post it. It's really super simple. Yeah, it's super simple. And I actually talked about this on a panel that was I was on recently oh, where I shared the Canva tool and oh. I had some examples up on the screen that people could look at. And I was like, hold on, people. I'm not a graphic designer. I don't know how to make anything look fancy. But this thing already has these preset templates that you can use and you just type right into it. Yep. So all I did was type words into these templates and and here you go. Fancy flyers you can post them. <laughs> so if you're following us on Instagram or you go to our website and you see everything that's there, most of it was made by Canva. Just yes. FYI. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. So what other ways are, you know, have you been channeling your creative side lately? So I have been working on a YouTube channel for, I think I'm going into year and a half nice. or so you now. Um, also in a public Instagram page and blogging. My YouTube channel has definitely let me experience or given me the opportunity to experience a whole bunch of different things like video editing, which I found that I really like um, playing around with camera equipment and all that kind of stuff. Those were never things that I really like thought too much about before. Like maybe I took my phone out and I'd video stuff, but I wouldn't do anything with it after. It was just for memories for myself to look back on. But now I'm actually like putting it together with some music sometimes <laughs> and posting it up everybody to see and if any of you are curious about that um, you can visit simple casual chic on youtube so i do a lot of um, videos on reviews on things that i have or things that i'm buying and just kind of like talking about my experience with it but also you know some other things um, i i vlog a little bit too and that can be pretty fun for me um, i recently acquired a drone i purchased it from a friend <laughs> so we'll see how that goes i hope i don't crash it into anything but I do really like drone footage and I just like watching it for me it's just like you know that entertainment sort of value but also my whole point in doing this is I like to share information with other people before they go out and like buy something so I will be very upfront and honest that a lot of the things that I share on my channel are a little bit on the pricey side but I don't want people to go out and buy something and spend a lot of money and feel like it wasn't worth my investment because I have definitely felt that before. So for things that I do like, I want to tell you why I like it and maybe it'll, you know, help you put, you know, two and two together or whatever. And and you'll feel like, you know, you have a little bit more information because sometimes we can't go into the store and look at stuff either. Sometimes you have to buy it online. What else do you get out of, you know, doing your YouTube channel, doing your reviews and things like that? What's the behind the scenes maybe of YouTube that really sparks your interest? So the behind the scenes to me, something that I need to learn a little bit more about, and I'll be honest, um, my husband does this setup for me. He just kind of puts everything and gets it all set up, turns the lights on and stuff, and I just sit down and press go. But I do all the post-production process with editing and looking through all that kind of stuff. So really, it's the editing part that really gets me. But after I post and when people comment and ask me questions and get involved and kind of start that conversation with me, you know, letting me know like, hey, well, what about this? Or... Um, you know, they're saying like, oh, I really like that you talked about this because I was thinking about getting it too. That's when I feel like, oh, this is really cool. Now I get yeah. to really like talk to other people and like kind of share my reasons why or whatever, you know, that that back and forth, the, you know, communication that the, that's the part that for me is pretty cool. 
I think the one thing that surprised me that you had shown me on the behind the scenes of YouTube was the data analytics. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that part is really interesting. I was surprised to see that YouTube had so much um, of that analytic information out there, like graphs and all, all kinds of stuff, things that I'm not necessarily used to seeing. Um, I'll be honest, you know, in, in episode one, I talked about working with spreadsheets and maybe how that doesn't resonate with me as well as maybe it does with other people. But I think I'm so used to having the data and then figuring out how to show it to somebody. And I'm not really good at that, to be honest with you. I'm like, I don't know what's a good way to share this I don't know with about that. <laughs> <laughs> so having it built in for me and just kind of showing me the analytics, I think that's a lot easier. And somebody behind the scenes at Google thought about how do they want to display this to where the user is going to get the most value out of it. Right. So that's, that's pretty interesting. I did find, um, it does tell me like the target demographic age wise, male or female regions, like around the world, like who's watching this stuff. What are the most videos that I watch? How long are they watching them? That kind of stuff is really interesting to me because then it also tells me what people want to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Which is the whole point. really. <laughs> so let's go on a deeper dive about what you're doing at work. That's a little bit more creative. So at work, I would definitely say that I have been working on a lot more engagement initiatives and programs that have little to no funding. So that's where you kind of get really creative and you just kind of have to become confident or practice becoming confident with making asks. Because sometimes I do have to reach out to companies and ask them for free stuff, which (laughs) is like a little bit awkward, not going to lie. But those that are causes ways. me anxiety. Not <laughs> I just mean, it does cause me anxiety as well. I, I, I mean, not severe anxiety, <laughs> but it makes me feel a little bit weird because I just, to begin with, I don't like asking people for yes. stuff. You know, I want to be able to do it on my own. And I think it comes with like being an only child and like having to figure out the world on your own to begin with. Right. Like you don't have people to ask things of. Like I, I didn't have a sister or brother to be like, hey, can you help me with this? Like mm-hmm. I was kind of like, Shelly, figure it out on your own. Right. So then when I have to ask people like, hey, can you give me this free thing? And I'm like, is this appropriate? Should I sure as hell not going to use your own money. Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. So, you know, some of those things, I mean, we've been doing some interesting stuff and like learning about how to work with different personalities and what are other alternate options we can, you know, achieve an end goal. Maybe it's not the exact same thing that we wanted to go with to begin with, but maybe it's something pretty close. So when we find barriers, you know, that we can't, we just can't get around, which is fine. I mean, that happens anywhere. And I think the initiative you're talking about is all voluntary. So it's it's also voluntary. Yeah. Yeah. And it's totally about what the individual wants to do for themselves. So essentially what I'm talking about is a wellness program, wellness programs at work. I mean, that's definitely something that I can say, you know, (laughs) recorded and then posted live. So when you're working on wellness programs, I mean, I think there's a difference between forcing people to try to do something and then having people do it on their own because the people who are voluntarily doing it on their own, they actually want to better themselves. And so, you know, being creative and kind of, but also capturing the interest of people who maybe are not participating in it just yet. So what is going to get that person to come? So those are things where you need to be a little bit creative with figuring out what those things are. I'm still working on figuring out what those things are. (laughs) Um, And it's changing all the time because, you know, we're we're working in a corporate environment, essentially, and people are changing. You know, people are coming and going. But now you're working with different personalities. And what do those people like? And I but I think you've done a great job. I mean, you're helping people get in touch with why this is important. Wellness. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you're a moderator at a breakout session at a conference like that says something, mm-hmm. um, not to mention that you have hundreds of am- ambassadors at work that uh, help get these things taken care of. And and we had recently like a steps challenge that 
there was what 74 people that were participating yeah Yeah, the person who won had like a million steps which was pretty crazy (laughs) this was over the course of four weeks yeah but it's been pretty cool and so those are some creative things that I've been doing at work before whereas you know in previous roles I was literally like the cashier at the store very transactional I mean other people out there might think that that is also creative because you're interacting with the customer but you know there's a point where I mean different people like different things and there's a point where for me that was just kind of a little bit too monotonous and redundant yeah so you know this is definitely a way where I have to mix it up a lot you know all the time so that and that's something that really challenges me and gets my mind working so what are some things for you Tempsey that you have done recently that might have been a little bit creative or how are you being a little bit more creative at work for me like I'll start with work um my previous role was a leadership position um managing folks who were doing a lot of transactional work but also a lot of thought-provoking work, and um, it was just high energy, high demand. And then I went to a role that um, required, to me, required me to be a lot more engaging. It was a, an employee engagement role. And we had to launch a new initiative, so I got to use Canva a lot. Um, I got to speak with a lot of people. I do engagement sessions, all kinds of great stuff to get employees involved. Mm-hmm. And for me, that really does fill my bucket. It makes me feel like I'm doing good for those around me and that they can get something out of what's, you know, what I'm putting out there. And so, you know, I have a lot of work to do in that area, but I feel really good about the things that we're doing. And I feel good that I get to inspire people, hopefully, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> if yeah. I haven't already, hopefully I For will sure. in the future. Yes. So I think that that's going to cre- require a lot of creativity. You know, it's pretty new for me still now, um, but I think that it will definitely, you know, I'll get, I'll be able to have opportunities to become even more creative. Right. And I think that's kind of the point of our podcast, too. And the reason why we ask everybody out there to give us feedback, because if we don't know, we don't know what to talk about. Like if we don't know what you guys want to hear about, we won't know what to talk about. Same thing with employees in the workplace. If you don't get their feedback, then you don't know what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. But I think some things that I'm doing at home, um, I had talked in episode one a little bit about some um, cooking that I was doing for my family that is a little bit more creative. Um, A little bit of behind the scenes or backstory on that is that right after my son was born, my husband and I, (laughs) well, my husband forced me to go vegan. Not just kidding. (laughs) He forced me to watch What the Health. And I really didn't want to watch it because I did not want to stop eating meat. That was just not in the cards for me. I was like, no, I'll be eating meat forever. Don't worry about it. I don't want to watch it. And he was like, please, I can't do this without you (laughs) because then he's not going to eat, right? So I was like, okay, fine. I gave in after a couple of days and I was on maternity leave. We watched it and it was like a light switch for me. All of a sudden, I was vegan and I wouldn't eat anything else in my fridge. I was only eating vegetables. I don't know why that happened that way, but it just happened. And it was very interesting to me. But after a few months, we realized that, you know, we didn't want to eat too much soy, which is, you know, soy and leafy greens are basically the majority of the way that vegans get their protein. Mm -hmm. And my husband said he didn't want to get man boobs because men, if they eat too much soy, they get man boobs. And I was like, okay. <laughs> is that true or not? I, I don't, don't know. I, I no don't idea. know. But all I knew is I didn't want man boobs either. I like mine the way <laughs> they are. So I was like, you know what? Let's incorporate egg. You know, I, I feel okay with egg. Um, and so we started to add egg into the diet. And then uh, very recently I became keto became I started I started, <laughs> I started doing keto I started doing keto. the keto diet yeah I started doing the keto diet really re- very recently and um so I had to be really creative so I have to cook separate meals for them because mine is a lot more restrictive especially because I don't eat meat so 
I also noticed that in that case, I was able to eat a lot fewer vegetables because vegetables have um, carbohydrates in them. And so I had to really cut that down. So I started incorporating fish. My husband started eating fish a while ago as well. So you can tell like this is super complicated, unnecessarily complicated, like place to that, that we've gotten to, but it works for us. And so what I started to do was play around with different things. Like if I was making pasta sauce, if I wanted to make something a little bit thicker, um, I would add a little bit of flour. You know, again, I went to culinary school, so I know a little bit about tips and tricks to change consistency of food or change the flavor a little bit here or there. So very happy that I have that experience um, behind me. But in this case, I was I don't remember what I was doing, but I was playing around with um, a tomato sauce, but I cooked down the mushrooms a lot more than I would normally do. And it ended up tasting a little bit more like a gravy. So the next time that I had these ingredients, I decided to actively try to make gravy. Mm -hmm. And it 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 was good. She brought it to work. I tried it. I did like a real recipe test. I wrote it all down, (laughs) you know, and I was like, okay, I'm going to get this right. And um, I brought it to work so everybody could try it. My husband really liked it. And I got some really good feedback on it. So I'm going to apply some of the feedback that I got and try it again. And hopefully next time it will be perfect. But that was really fun to hear the feedback, even though not all of it was, you know, perfect. I wanted to hear the negative feedback because I wanted to know, not negative, I mean, none of it was really constructive. Neg- constructive, there you go. I wanted to hear that because I want it to be, I want it to taste like a gravy, mm-hmm. you know. So now I have a recipe or I will soon have a perfect recipe for vegan gravy. And now I can use that on whatever. I, I made my mm-hmm. family locomoco that night. Well, it was vegetarian locomoco with egg. So almost <laughs> vegetarian. So it was a veggie patty on rice with um, egg and then the the vegan gravy. So that's just one of the ways that I've been trying to be a little bit more creative in that way too. Yeah. And if any of you guys want any cooking tips, maybe you should send us an email and ask us some questions so that Timsey can answer them on a future episode. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be kind of cool. <laughs> I will interview her for you guys. Ooh, that sounds fun. Other things that I've been kind of dabbling in a little bit is bullet journaling. Something that I've been trying to get more deeper into is... Um, interacting with my son a little bit more don't get me wrong it's not like I didn't interact with him before but now I really want to challenge um, his mind a little bit more but in fun ways for him because mm-hmm. that's the only way to that's do good. it yeah. yeah so recently a friend of mine she got him the um, KiwiCo crate it is the tadpole crate I guess they go by age okay and so what this does it's a monthly subscription it sends you a box and in it there are two activities one two like physical activities i guess or mind um uh, challenging activities and then one art project it also comes the cute little book it's it's and the art projects are not like play-doh all over the house or like painting Mm -hmm. they're very thoughtful and considerate of your home so i really like that as well and she i think she got me a three-month um you know subscription Mm -hmm. set as a gift for him for his birthday and he loved it. And I loved, I loved doing it with him, too, because I could kind of show him how to go through it and, and see what sparks his interest, see the things that don't really spark his interest. And it's really interesting. Uh, I recommend it for anybody. We're not getting paid for this, but I... Do they have ones for adults? Just kidding. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you never know. They might. But, you know, we're not getting paid for any of the things that we mentioned today. These are things that we genuinely feel are awesome products helpful sites or whatever the case might be so i just want to point that out talking about bullet journaling a little bit um what are ways that you use your bullet journal i want to say um for those of you who are 
you know, hesitant. hesitant to jump into bullet journaling. I was as well. I had a friend at my old job who started doing bullet journaling and I was like, Tempsey, don't even think about it because you do not have time for that. Yeah, I talked to myself and I was like, you do not have time for that. You have too much going on. You have too much on your plate. Do not even think about it. But I wanted to so bad, but mm-hmm. I just knew I didn't have time. So for those of you who are workaholics, you know, your life is work. I totally get it 100%. But there are some very unique benefits to bullet journaling. And we're going to dive a little bit deeper in that in the future. But I just want you to know, don't write it off yet. Think about it Mm -hmm. because it can be a lot of fun. Yeah. But it can also be a a de-stressing or a relaxation practice. Mm -hmm. And it can actually organize your life to get more time back. So after listening to this episode, we're hoping that you guys will challenge yourself a little bit more to be more creative in your daily lives, whether that be cooking at home and changing up the recipe a little bit or just in how you're interacting with other people. So sometimes I think that that can really help us when we are maybe dealing with difficult personalities, wherever (laughs) you may be. Definitely in Shelly, am I that difficult? I'm just kidding. I meant external customers and that kind of stuff. (laughs) But, you know, there are definitely ways that we can kind of change things up for ourselves and sort of, you know, alter our daily routine to just make it a little bit different and keep us keep ourselves on our toes. And when you reflect on this, if you find things that you've been doing that have been creative, but you didn't realize it, share it with us. Or if you are thinking about things that you want to be a little bit more creative with or other creative avenues that you want to start um, going down share it with us because maybe there are things that we might be interested in and we might start want to start doing. So we definitely want to hear from you. Let us know. You can email us at theoutrighteffect.com. Find us on Instagram, the same name, and Facebook. Thanks for listening to this episode. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.